Um, well, yeah, we have a new list. Yeah, love lists. B- but this time, mm-hmm. we're going to do the whole thing in this one session. Right. We're not going to drag it out over five sessions. No, but we just, made the next one. <laughs> really just like asking a lot of the audience, kind of stretch out your time. Yeah. Uh, betraying the audience, perhaps. But not this time. Is it a betrayment? It's maybe a betrayment. Is that even a word? Nah. Awesome. All right. So we're here to talk about our top five uh, episodes of television. Oh, yeah. Uh, a personal top five of episodes of television of all time for right. both it of is, us. It's personal. I can't speak for the 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 general population. I and also they're wrong. So yeah, fair. And that's how I feel about mine too. It's always that, you, that personal that you're wrong? preference. That, I'm wrong. You're wrong. Oh, uh, okay. Also, I could never know what the general population's top five would be. There's not like a website that would probably do that, but. Um, <laughs> Not so, Metacritic or anything. Right. Like I, So I, I'm just going off of what I feel. You know, it's what I got in me. It's my own opinion. That's all I have. So, yeah. So uh, the way I figured we could do this is, and, and tell me yeah. if you want to change this up. Amazing. Uh, we can each explain our top five in reverse order. Five, four, three, two, one. Sure. And then uh, you say your five, four, three, two, one or how, whoever wants to go first. And then we just discuss our favorite parts of each. Because this could go very, very long if we wanted it to. Yeah, sure, sure. You want to you, you want to try to fast track this? I understand. Yeah. Uh, and 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 in that vein, let me tell you a really long story. So I Please whittled. Uh, I, I this has been really fun for me. I <laughs> didn't know how much fun I was going to have. I ended up having way more fun than I assumed I would. And <laughs> this glad. exercise is freaking uh, it's like oh if i could do this exercise i'm sure journalists perhaps do this for a job uh maybe that should be my job maybe not probably not (laughs) but based on what it's going to be anyway i had a really fun time this exercise was great i started with 50 of them which is too many and i whittled that down to 18 first one out by the way was jurassic park the futurama episode with a very sad dog-based ending right Uh, and then i did a bracket system uh that had a winner's bracket and then a loser's bracket that i did twice over so a loser's bracket had a loser's bracket and then i made a new winner's bracket which got it down to like i don't know 18 something like that and then uh i kind of did a deep dive after the second to third loser's bracket where (laughs) i decided i wanted to try to watch all of them again so i kind of did like a jump through on the ones that i could find that were in the top say i don't know 11 and uh just real quick just like boop, 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 you know one minute five minute ten minute just get a vibe because yeah. i wanted to make sure that i wasn't just picking my favorite scene i think it's super easy to think of a scene in your head and be like that's my favorite movie i wanted to grasp the totality of the movie right yeah. and uh, like or not movie i'm sorry uh tv show or episode of a tv show so i wanted to just make sure like yeah sure that episode had the best scene in it but that's a whole different thing and i have to remember like let's go back to 15 minutes in that episode sure 45 minutes in was fucking cool it ripped but <laughs> was 15 minutes in boring as shit so yeah because if it was and maybe i just block that part out i only remember the good parts of the episodes i needed to make sure like I wasn't picking an episode where the first half hour of it was just pure shit. And there's just one thing I'm remembering that's very, very cool. 
because that is the way that I think my memory works and most people's memory works. Like you don't remember the first 15 minutes sometimes of a particular episode, especially like season finales sure, that sure. have large things happen 30 or like 27 or, you know, 45 minutes in. You you don't remember if you perhaps in the first 15 minutes were thinking to yourself, God, this is garbage. What What is <laughs> what, what? This is really wasting my time. Uh, uh, well, yeah. I will tell you, I did nothing like that. Cool. I um, thought my brain, you know, my favorite shows, because mm-hmm. um, most of the time, I think my favorite shows are going to have my favorite episodes, right? So sure. that's how I approach this. And um, I just thought of uh, one or two episodes from each show that just mm-hmm. jumped right out to me mm-hmm. as being um, a turning point for the show or a a, just a, a point where I maybe fell in love with the show Ooh, or I okay. thought very highly of it, it as a, a it, the totality of the episode, I suppose, like you said. Sure, sure, sure. Um, sure, sure. And, and I picked those and I got to maybe like seven or eight. Mm, okay. And then I went into that and then I said, okay, if I had to define the show by one of those two episodes, which would it be? Mm-hmm. And that's how I picked my top five. But how I much think, time did this take you? Um, About an hour and a half, maybe an oh, hour. Shit. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I, I was at work. I had some downtime and I okay. literally just thought about the episodes that I wanted to pick and yeah. whittled it down that way. Yeah. I didn't give you enough credit. I, I was going to say this is like a left brain, right th- brain thing that uh, one went analytical and one went just like by the seat of his pants what he feels in his heart but not really you you spent an hour and a half so that's yeah a, a, a large amount of time uh, yeah. And I fucking respect it. Well, I appreciate it. it. Probably not nearly as much as the 12 or 14 hours that you spent on this, but that's okay. No, 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 no. It was two <laughs> hours long. It was a concentrated amount of work. I gotcha. was really focused on it instead of exactly what I was supposed to be focused on. So <laughs> I was not. I was very in and out of this for uh, about a total of an hour and a half. No, this was diligent work. Uh, my eyes didn't. I didn't blink for two hours. <laughs> Good. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into this. Cool. Uh, Would you like to go first or do you want to tell each other's in order, in reverse order, five, four, three, two, one, back and forth? Or do you Mm. want to just go hard? I want to go back and forth. Okay. All right. Do you want to go first? Yeah. All right. Go first. What's your number five? Before I get there. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell you, uh, I went through a lot of lists on the Internet and saw what the top rated things like what I everyone else this thought exact thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The top 10 episodes by reddit you know? i watched a few youtube videos and yeah. uh through this exercise i actually saw like on a lot of those lists there was like the season two or season three finale of hannibal and oh, it's a I show that i had that. never watched yeah i saw yeah. it on a few of the lists so i was like oh i should start watching hannibal i gave the first episode a try it was god awful i bet it gets better <laughs> but i could never the first the pilot episode is a fucking clusterfuck of bullshit and i It just, no, yeah, I can't get there. I'm sure that it gets better and better. In fact, it's kind of exactly my Breaking Bad experience, which is, I didn't think, I didn't think the pilot was a clusterfuck of bullshit, perhaps. I I thought it was definitely better than the Hannibal pilot, but it just didn't catch me right at the beginning. So it was tough for me to, to hang on. It was, it was a boat going faster and faster and I'm fucking hanging onto a buoy trying not to drown. I still have a hard time. I have a hard time believing that. 
Okay. I have a hard time understanding that. Sure. Because the first episode of Breaking Bad was was like one probably one of the most captivating episodes of television I've ever seen. I truly think like I might have just been having a bad day. Maybe. And I just remember it negatively because I went into it weird. I don't know. It was so long ago. Anyway. That being said, it's not in my top five. I'm just like, you know. <laughs> no Breaking Bad episodes? Well, I didn't say that. Oh. <laughs> It's just well, my, that's that episode is not in my top five, even though I just said it's the most captivating episode of television. I've no, seen. No, Ozymandias time. is in your top five. Whatever. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so number five for me is the strongest hero. The One Punch Man season one finale. Ooh. I adore One Punch Man. I am a constantly tortured soul because the next season of it has the this following when this is going to happen has been real tough. They, I think, changed animators and it's just it's been put off for so, so, so long. One Punch Man is obviously an anime. It's very much like surface anime, like. Uh, you know, James will always tell you he's watched how many animes I've watched like four total. And it's only the ones that are as mainstream as anime gets. Right. right. It's like it's Attack on Titan. It's Hunter Hunter. Mm. It's uh, One Punch Man. One Punch Man being my favorite out of all three of them. I love what they do with that character, how he is so powerful that he's bored. I think that's a very fucking cool idea. And they do it perfectly. And then we get to the finale of the first episode. He, the the rest of the, I'm not even going to, the totality of the episode is great. <laughs> Believe me, I watched it. It's good. But know that the moment exactly that you're thinking about with this episode, if you're me, is there's a fight at the end of this episode where an alien oh. comes to the earth and Saitama, aka One Punch Man, is like, having a fight where it seems like he's actually having to try, which he's so depressed as a character that he's never had to try. He doesn't understand where all of his powers came from. He said he did like a hundred sit-ups and a hundred push-ups and a hundred pull-ups a day for like a year and he became this powerful. He's like the most powerful person in fiction. Mm. Like there's those YouTube shows where they put fictional characters against each other. He is touted as with one punch murdering anybody ever. So yeah, I have I have heard of it, but I've never seen this show. So I, I don't know anything about it. He like there will be a 30 minute fight scene where he's not there and they're fighting a, a giant whatever the fuck and nobody can beat it. And he comes in and he punches it in like two seconds and he cries because he's so fucking sad that he's so bored. Like it, <laughs> and and at the same time, there's an organization for heroes in this world. And all the time he's like a C level hero, B level hero. They see like they see he does physical things to get his hero license. He breaks every record and they're like, you are a C hero. And he's like, I don't fucking understand that. And the audience doesn't either, Adam. He's very yeah, powerful. Yeah. Anyway, the point is he I just it's a perfect execution. And then the best part is, oh, I just realized I'm going to be ruining shows for you anyway. And oh, people, I don't care. Whatever. He gets I to the end of that fight and it they've been really going at it. It's the longest fight by far. And he gets to the end of it and he wins, obviously, because he's the strongest fictional character in the fucking universe. He's, you know, billed as. And the uh, the bad guy who came from f space and was like, I've been searching for someone strong enough to beat me. And <sighs> you are the legend that is foretold. And 
uh, he was like, oh, it was a good fight, the bad guy says. And then Saitama like kind of just turns around and starts going. And then the bad guy realizes Saitama was maybe at like 10% power. He was barely trying. It's very much like Spider-Man in the oh. comics. Yeah, in the yeah, comics, yeah. Spider-Man always has to pull his punches, you know? Right. Yeah, because he would literally murder worlds. Right. Like, Spider-Man is that strong in the comics. I don't think that translates 100% to the MCU because... No, it, it doesn't because Spider-Man is supposedly the only one that can be outbeat the Hulk. Right. They don't do it that way in the MCU because they don't want to be DC. They don't want to have yeah. a Superman problem, right? Yeah, I know. It's true, though. Which is why it's a good news, by the way, that the Eternals did so poorly because I, they're starting <laughs> to have a Superman problem where someone is just so powerful it makes every story fucking boring shit yeah so uh but saitama that's why it's so interesting the way they do saitama in one punch man because he is superman but he's not fulfilled by it at all and it is ruining his life and i love that idea and the moment where the bad guy is like oh my god you didn't try at all and saitama's like he's not happy about it his smile fades <sighs> and he goes back into his deep dark hole wow. where he's the strongest person in the universe but for all he wants his only want in life is one good fight and he feels as though he'll never get it and what it's a, what a fucking cool. what a um you know uh rich people problem to have, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> that's true you're not wrong you're not wrong plus his costume very cool anyway the oh. strongest hero one punch man season one episode 12 i look forward to more one punch man in the future fuck i need it is is that the only season that's out there one are season uh, what do they call them ovas or something there are like short stories turned into that 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 kind of thing that yeah. they have as well uh yeah and and the next season is uh I, last i haven't looked it up in a long time it just makes me sad i'm just looking forward to it surprising me one day probably in 2024 that's, that's an amina uh, an amina it's an amina an it's an amina yeah <laughs> it's an anime it's an anima yeah yeah um I would be inclined to watch that single episode, but you know me. I'm not a huge anime fan. I tried. I tried watching many and many an anime um, living with um, our buddies, Brian and Chad. They were very they love anime. anime. They love and anime. And I just I just could not. It does not grab me. Is That's it the like subtitles or are you watching? No, I actually I don't mind subtitles when things are in different languages. Like, I don't know how you watch uh, uh, like English with subtitles. That drives me nuts. But like, I don't. I watch Japanese with subtitles. I, that no, is, no, no, no. I mean, like oh how you watch i have to my ears suck so oh, i have fair. to watch subtitles like, with everything that's a bummer yeah. for you and sam she fucking <laughs> hates it but i have to i don't know what they're saying it's it's i and i get it and i've come to terms with it but like <laughs> i'll watch you know squid game in mm. korean with mm -hmm. the subtitles i like that because you're getting the true performance of the voice actor yeah exactly um, as opposed to the english dub so uh, that makes sense to me but no it, it, it's not that i think it's just the over it's like the over calculation of anime everything is so over do you like any american I, cartoons um like samurai jack johnny bravo I, that I've kind never, of shit I've never watched them aside from my youth, you know, my, when mm. I was younger, you know, I watched Arcane? the like, did you watch, did you like, no, Arcane? I haven't watched Arcane yet, mm. but that one I do want to try because that one doesn't seem like no, the same yeah. style. It's, it's the bridge. It, it's literally yeah. like the perfect bridge from what you're talking about to this is as close to, it's just watch it. <laughs> yeah. it it's, I think it'll be the first one you're ever at the end of like, oh, 
okay, yep, I get it, and I'm yeah, fine. And, and I think the the anime disdain, and I wouldn't even, I think disdain's very strong. You just don't like uh, it. I, I just, because I, I respect it. Uh, I think it's it's got this, like, weird negative, like, connotation on the internet um, of the style of it, and I know they're not all the same, but I just, I can't get that out of my head when I'm watching it. Yeah, you don't like it. That's fine, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your number five, dog? So, my number five, this, uh, you might be like, okay, but mm. I think it truly is, and I thought a while about this whether to include it as my number five or not but i think it really was that good that it it made it to my top five albeit at the lowest ranking sure it is the first pilot episode of the last of us show that just aired Mm, okay um and the reason why, and you can go into listen to our Last of Us podcast to get yeah. the full breakdown of this, right. uh, at Much least from longer, my perspective, more. is uh, it was so um, faithful to the source material of the game that it was hard not to love it. I, have, you, I, have you ever been more afraid before watching something? Y- no, no. And you know that about me. Like, I was so hyped for this show. And, and I've, I I, can't, I feel like I'm repeating myself, and I know I am. I, yeah, I sure. would have been devastated if that show was bad. I would have been devastated if that first episode was not good or wasn't faithful or they deviated at all. And it was like <laughs> pins and needles trying to get through yeah. the first scene because I didn't know what to expect because it was different. The first scene of the show was completely completely different right uncharted the movie stabbed you in the heart and this brought you back to reality being like thank god at least one of them aren't shit i was so upset with uncharted because they these the material is there and much of hollywood has done what the game has done it's just not in that way and it's totally possible but they had to cast fucking mark Wahlberg as sully which is the worst stupid fucking stupid shit (laughs) I hate that shit so much. Um, What's the uh, moment that you remember the most from The Last of Us pilot? The um, the scene where they get in the truck mm-hmm. and they're driving to the city, I guess. They grab Sarah and Joel and his brother are, are driving away. And it is a one-to-one to the game. Sure. It's the exact same viewpoint. It looks like you're playing the game in the third person. And uh, it was just so faithful to the source material down to like street signs and lighting mm. and camera angle. It was just so perfect that I mean I, I when I saw that I'm like oh shit well this is gonna be amazing and if they give us this and then fuck it up I'll be even more upset right? because I know yeah. they've done it yeah you're right you thought like if it's good my anxiety will go away turns out nope it only doubled <laughs> it only got bigger by the no. way Craig Mazin thank you very much uh, half of the team for The Last of Us he had my number 11 uh, oh. episode which was the long long Tr- time no it was the Chernobyl oh. finale oh that one was great too yeah that's my Chernobyl. 11. Chernobyl did make my, I, I don't know what, what number I put in, but it did make make the final ones um, By the way, for me. I want to say it was the first episode of Chernobyl because it was just, it was just oh, rad. God, it's fucking rules. I know it is. Okay. Uh, 30 Rock Engine, not there. Anyway, <laughs> uh, my number 10 is Connor's Wedding from Succession. My number nine is The Walking Dead pilot. My okay. number eight is Charlie Work. It's always sunny. My number oh my seven. God, that's so good. <laughs> my number seven is The Parks and Rec finale. Yeah. My number six is In sh- in the Shadow of Two Gunmen, the uh, opening of the second season of The West Wing. Uh, uh, yeah. You know my number five, which is One Punch Man. And my number sure. four is Niagara, season six, episode five of The Office. 
Oh, okay. Oh, that's the wedding episode. Correct. It yeah. is the episode where Jim and Fam finally get fucking married. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's just at the time was my favorite comedy I had ever seen. It still might be. Uh, it is has the most hours watched or did while it was on Netflix for a reason. It is the comfort show, the put a blanket around me show for an entire generation. And I think, uh, you know, I'm 35-ish, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> sure. And, and I think I just like... I watched The Office in bulk sitting in a chair at college. And I remember it that weekend very well. I just like didn't leave my room and I just binged it really hard. I think it was the first show that I had ever binged. And uh, I can't tell you how many times I've watched multiple episodes. Uh, This one, you know, the moment where Jim cuts his tie and uh, Pam takes a fake picture. I'll I'll remember that forever. It, it, It. this show did a perfect job adapting to an American audience, making Michael Scott even just a 1% decent at his job enough for an American audience to accept it. And then it just it was a comedy, but turned out to be the best love story on TV and maybe one of the best well, love stories ever put on television with Jim and Pam. And this is the moment in time where they finally get together. Plus, this episode, Andy uh, puts a pair of keys through his groin. Uh, <laughs> Kevin's shoes get put into the freezer. Uh, Michael doing weird stuff with Pam's mom, Dwight doing weird stuff with her, uh, someone in her wedding party and like being uh, kind of like having Riz out the ass, weirdly enough, like nowhere could be found his Riz prior, but he found it at this and you find out like he's he's actually uh, he, he can talk to women if he chooses to. He, weirdly, he talks to them like cattle, but it's, you know, anyway, it's still so it's in this instance, it worked oddly enough. And yeah. so, yeah, yeah. The, the office um i like the office but i do not share the same like affinity for it as sure. you do but i i that being said i did the exact same thing i binged watched the office i have these great memories that is probably my top episode of the office by far i think it's the most memorable one with their on locations of niagara the wedding scene obviously with the tie that's very um relevant and i we actually referenced that in our ted lasso podcast and um yeah it's just um it, yeah that's a great pick although the office just doesn't um doesn't uh rank on the same scale as me but Mm -hmm. i'll flip it and tell you my number four sure which is parks and rec and you already says it season seven episode 12 it's the one last ride season yeah, uh, it's series the finale, finale. It's, yeah, it's, it's my number seven for a reason i yeah. adore it i think uh it is up there with best finales it's of so all great. time not just a comedy like yeah it is perfect ron's mm-hmm. ending is fucking perfect it's the, it tear the fact inducing. that you don't know who's president at the end uh leslie or or ben that's so very fucking cool oh it's, it's just so good dude yeah it feels like adam uh not adam you're adam <laughs> yeah uh, i am adam alex always describes the six feet under finale to me and how perfect that is and how it's yep. his, one of his favorite finales uh but it has a very like let's wrap everything up really neat kind of vibe to it and this did as well and it, ugh, they did so fucking good oh oh yeah and, and this is a finale to one of my favorite sitcoms of all time parks and rec and, and the reason why uh i wrapped it in nice with the office is this show was supposed to be a spinoff of The Office. Right. And then it ended up taking on its own stories and its mm-hmm. own characters. And it I'm so glad that it did. Yeah. And it because it it opened up just 
uh, Chris Pratt to the world as mm-hmm. Andy Dwyer. Um, uh, it opened up uh, Nick Offerman. Nick Offerman as yeah as and uh, Aubrey Plaza. Swanson and Aubrey. Pl- yeah, exactly. It even opened up Amy Poehler even more to the world. She was already a known of, person, like the complete comedic genius that she is. Yeah, like her. And, I don't have any Thirty Rock uh, there. I had a Thirty Rock in my top fifty, but not here because like Tina Fey and her kind of oh, same yes. level there. Yeah, but, for sure. But you're right. And like, by the way, uh, Dark Horse, one of the best characters in television history out of nowhere, Ron Swanson. Oh, yeah. Who then has a perfect ending. Like, and yeah, you uh, said. Yeah, comes full circle. Rashida Jones was supposed to play Karen from The Office. And oh, that's right. Yeah. Dan Gore and Mike Schur, I believe. Mike Schur mainly running that show. He wanted to do like, what if The Office was in the government? Because he's a huge West Wing fan, uh, (laughs) by the way. Just some (laughs) foreshadowing for you. Some West Wing is going to come up. And uh, because I can never shut the fuck up about that. But you love it. It's your your favorite show. It's probably your number one. (laughs) I do love it. But whether or not it's my favorite show is uh, it keeps me up at night. But yeah. (laughs) You've referenced that show to me more times than I can count. I'm going to don't worry about it. I'm going to expound upon that. I believe you're coming up really soon. <laughs> but but um, to, to just wrap up the Parks and Rec one, sure. it, it put a bow on, again, one of my favorite sitcoms of all time. And it wrapped up everyone's story so beautifully. And it was emotional and heartfelt and deep and funny. And, uh, you know, it, this show, it it had people in it that I never thought we'd ever see in a show like this. Rob Lowe became such a huge part of the show. Yeah. I mean, and Party I, Down I died it. for this, but it's fine. Oh. I know, which is a real bummer, but a necessary sacrifice, and I'm glad it's come back. It's actually very good. You yeah. should watch the new yeah, season. Yeah, we sort it's, of got the best of both worlds now. It's very good. Yeah, it, it, it's the, the new Party Down season. It, it feels just like we're right at home. Um, so, yes, uh, Parks and Rec season, excuse me, series finale. Uh, yeah, that's my number four. Cool. Well, my number three is uh, Game of Thrones, The Watchers on the Wall. Okay. And it's sort of a... I would have figured it was the, uh, which one did I see? The Battle of the Bastards. I think that's yeah. the one I kept seeing on everyone's list. Yes. Battle of the Bastards is a beloved episode. It is in my top 20. I think it's like 18 okay. or 17. And Jesus. I love that episode. It's very, very good. But there are a lot of good episodes of a lot of good shows. Um, the Watchers on the Wall episode is uh, so beautifully shot. And there are like six, 360 fucking shots. And yeah. like there are minutes, two minute long choreographed shots that just like blow me out out of the water every time I see it. The wildings attacking the wall from both sides. A love story intertwined. Uh, Jon Snow coming into his own, facing, uh, you know, internal and external uh, forces that are both trying to kill him in one way or another. Uh, I just... I love The Watchers on the Wall. It's the episode of Game of Thrones that I rewatch the most. Like mm. my one of my the episode I watch or rewatch the most of The West Wing is called Gone Quiet. And it's like this very dark horse episode. I just love it very much. It's not in my top five. It's not in my top 10. I think it's in my top 50, but it's not my, one of my favorite episodes of television ever. It's just like, mm. I don't know. There's just something about it that is is very fun to watch. It has that it has a twister feel to me, right? Like you can kind of divorce yourself from reality. Sure. It, yeah. It's not the best one, but it feels good. You know, I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, Watchers on the Wall, uh, season four, episode nine, you know, the penultimate episode of a near perfect 
season of television, if not perfect. Uh, yeah. Season four of Game of Thrones is fucking incredible. So, uh, yeah, I love that shit so much. And I, I wish that I knew more about the show so I can comment on it. But I know uh, you are a devout fan. James is a devout fan. A lot and, of people are, man. Uh, yeah, I know. Most of the world. <laughs> in fact, One day you'll get there. One day um, you'll watch it. Yeah, I might. Pro- honestly, probably not. It feels like okay. such an undertaking at this point. It's not. It's great. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll see. We'll see. But sure. Um. No, I. I. Uh, I figured a Game of Thrones would land on this. I mean, I. Even though I've never seen it, uh, I do. I do give it its fair due as being, you know, the uh, juggernaut that it is. Sure. Um, so yeah, I respect it. Cool. <laughs> All right. So, uh, my number three, and you already mentioned it in your top 10. This is, uh, the walking dead season one, episode one days gone by. This is the best pilot of television I've ever seen for something that we knew nothing about really. Um, yep. you know, the last of us, sure. You can consider that a pilot, but they had very clear, very, um, <laughs> thorough and thought out source material. Mm-hmm. Uh, the walking dead had a graphic novel. Yep. And the what they did in that first episode and even the first season was beautiful. It was masterful. It was filmed so good. Yeah. The acting was top notch. It felt like the stakes were so high uh, in that first episode, um, you know, especially at the end when he gets trapped in the tank in the city. What's going to happen? You know, like it, there were so many unknowns. It was the first show of its kind that really did that. Mm-hmm. And I still it cements itself in my brain as just being a very poignant turn in my, you know, love yeah. for TV and like knowing now. Oh, shit. TV shows can be like movies. This good. Uh, top yeah. notch. Yeah. We were living together when The Walking Dead was happening. That was happening in our early 20s. It was Game of Thrones before Game of Thrones. It was must-see TV. We had Walking Dead watch parties with everyone. And I remember, you know, it, it, it when we got into, I think, season two was when we moved out of the house we were living in. And I moved back to my parents for a little bit. And you actually would come over and we would watch the walking dead mm-hmm. and smoke a <laughs> Yeah, of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, I wasn't into lost like me neither. Lost is something that I still need to, uh, like I've seen episodes of lost, but I, I just never was into it deep enough. And, uh, so like this was my version of that. It was the first thing after I got out of college that was absolutely must see TV. Frank Darabont, who they unjustly fired at some point, making yeah. this show markedly worse, uh, made, like you said, it's my highest rated pilot for a reason. It's a perfect episode of television. And, uh, it like created an entire genre. It was zeitgeisty. Yeah. It was like oh, sure. every fucking part. And Twitter was becoming, uh, even bigger that year. I remember like it grew with Twitter exponentially growing at the same time. Like, yeah. And, and this was the first television show that had a companion show to go with it. Talking dead. Th- they never had done any sort of companion content mm-hmm. to a show. And now we have all these different companion podcasts that are oh, official, yeah. even though ours are definitely better. We're an unofficial time. companion podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. But no, no. I mean, like, you know, th- it spawned just all this content because people were so invested in the show after that aired in the first season. And it left the first season on a really high note uh, that that first I think it was only six episodes, right? Mm, something the like first that. season. Yeah. Frank Darabont is fucking genius. Shawshank Redemption. So uh, he should have never been fired. You know, that episode. Um, <sighs> Fuck Carl. Hate that kid. Uh, Stay in the house, Carl. 
Same thing I feel about Ollie and Watchers on the Wall. Fuck Ollie. That kid sucks too. Ollie and Carl, worst on screen little boys of all time. Uh, they should have been put into a metaphorical or literal meat grinder early in wow. those episodes and they would, the show would have been much better. Um, <laughs> anyway, the number two for me is well, a, another Game of Thrones entry, season sure. three, episode nine. Obviously, The Reigns of Castamere. I oh. rewatched it today. It is the antithesis of my thesis up front. I said that I didn't want to pick a show that is just based on one moment. I wanted the totality of the episode. This is an episode where go back and watch it. It The first like 15, 20 minutes is like a Jorah Dairy, Daenerys kind of thing with the old version of um, Dario. Like it's not perfect. There are <laughs> moments that are great. You know, this has Hound Arya, one of the best duos in the entirety of the run of the show. And so every moment that that's happening is great. But if you're like me and you think that early season Daenerys is a tiny bit annoying and every time her scenes came up, you were like, Ugh, I don't not interested at all in this. I really I kind of want to move on, you know, and it would get better. And by the way, like I sure am thinking about it or remembering it worse than it actually is, because, again, I watched it and it's not terrible, but I just remember like, come on, you like get get to the thing because it's <laughs> I uh, think my second favorite moment in TV history, my second favorite scene in TV history is uh, the Red Wedding. Just there was never something on television that made me feel that way ever. And there never has been again. It's a moment that is honestly like ruined some TV shows for me because I I don't think it can reach <laughs> that. Can live up. Yeah, right. Like uh, a moment almost there in Ozark happened. And I was like, that oh, propels Ozark yeah. to uh, I like I, it propels it to way bigger than I thought it was in my mind. I'll always remember that moment. Still not the reigns of Castamere worthy. Still not Red Wedding worthy. Uh, you know, uh, I, there's just never was a show with a big enough cast or a big enough ensemble group of actors playing so many characters that it made it so that some of them were expendable. But you just had no idea which ones were expendable and how soon mm. they were going to be expendable. I mean, yeah. even after the first season where you were like, okay, death is around every fucking corner. <laughs> That's uh, what it became to, to people who don't watch the show. Mm -hmm. uh, all I heard when that show was airing is that everyone just dies. <laughs> yeah, and a lot of people die, but all of them, like, you don't see many of them come, especially that one. I didn't yeah. see that shit coming. Yeah. And it is, you find out as the characters find out, it's fucking perfect. And uh, <laughs> uh, the Reigns of Castamere is my second one. And Excellent. Yeah, and, and I, even as a non-Game of Thrones watcher, I did watch that scene because I heard so much about it. It fucking and rips. You, you know, I have no context, but it was pretty gruesome, which is kind of neat. Dude. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin looking at uh, what's his face Bolton and, and seeing that he's wearing chain mail and knowing in that moment that she's oh my god so good <laughs> well I'm glad I'm glad you enjoy it thanks man and most of the world yeah um so my number two is uh is a breaking bad episode of course um you said that it was going to be ozymandias which yeah. it is not however oh, shit. um this that was an honorable mention i was between that one and the one that i picked and the one that i picked i feel like is in a lot of people's top five uh of all time it's definitely one of the best episodes of breaking bad it is felina which is the finale episode of that show mm -hmm. i think that they wrapped it up 
up very well. And then they even continued it with El Camino on Netflix, which was also very good. If you're a Breaking Bad fan, you haven't seen it. Check it out. Try to disassociate the fact that Todd is now fat in that. It's fine. Sure. Um, Time um, has passed. Did any episodes of Better Call Saul almost get to the top five or no? Um, the the so there was one in the first season that I can't remember what it was called, but there was one in the first season and it was the one that uh, his brother died. Mm-hmm. I want to say it's the one his brother died or the house caught on fire. I can't remember which one it was. Um, but yes, it, it, it Brenda Call Saul is probably, you know, just to go off track a little bit, is probably the best companion show I've ever seen. Sure. Uh, it, like, you know, you think of like House of the Dragon and, you know, that it's got kind of a mixed reviews for people who watch Breaking, um, Breaking Bad, who watch uh, Game of Thrones. Right, because it's worse. Yeah, it, right. Exactly. And James uh, feels very strongly about that as well. Well, it, uh, I, I I love the show. I love House of the yeah, Dragon, I, but it's I not as it. good as Game of Thrones. What are you going to do? Yeah, I, I liked it. Now, Better Call Saul, there are actually a fairly large sect of people that think it actually um, surpasses, surpasses Breaking Bad um, just because of the way the stories are drawn out and because of the characters are, you know, it's slightly different characters, but the parallels in that show with Breaking Bad are like tremor inducing. If it feels so good to, when you see the parallels start to happen with the Breaking Bad series. And um, yeah, it, it's definitely top tier. But the final episode of Breaking Bad takes my number two. Um, the way it wrapped up, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's excellent. Uh, the final scene uh, had a beautiful shot with uh, the perfect soundtrack, um, perfect song choice. And it set it up for El Camino, which worked out very well and i don't know that they were gonna do el camino at the end of breaking bad i don't think they had the intention to continue anything but i'm sure glad that they did because it was really good um but i'll just remember watching that episode and seeing that long shot uh, happen at the very end and not knowing what to do with my life because much like you in the office i waited for breaking bad to come out completely before i watched it at all so this was the show that aired before The Walking Dead. I remember seeing the end of a few episodes while we were waiting for Walking Dead. And this, I waited uh, to binge the entire series in, in I want to say, two weeks. Sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah, it's just, um, it makes me feel a certain way. It's definitely probably go down as one of the greatest shows of all time. Sure. Yeah. 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 You're in a row. Yeah. But it's funny that you mentioned Ozark, and I I hadn't thought about Ozark because I think it's because it's so new. Yeah. But um, yeah, the finale of season was it four? Um, where they go to Mexico and uh, yeah, I think that's the finale of season three. Three. Yeah. It's the one Uh, I'm talking about. Yeah. That was pretty. That thing happens. That was the biggest twist I've ever seen on TV. It was fucking (laughs) nuts, man. I know. It was Uh, unreal. Love it. And my parents love that show too. And my dad messaged me. He was like, do you believe it? What is happening right now? <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway. uh, good, good times. Good, good times. times. Right. Great oldies. Cool one on one. My number one. <laughs> we have reached number one. Episode of all time is Two Cathedrals, season two, episode 22 of The West Wing. Yeah, of course. Of course, it's The West Wing. <laughs> it is the uh, most perfectly done uh, episode of television in the history of the entire world. And wow, that is that is saying something. Uh, yeah, it's 
Uh, as the Haitian army continues to their seizure of the American embassy there, Bartlett and the staff, Bartlett's the president, by the way, prepare for the announcement that Bartlett has MS, something that he has kept from everyone for a long time and didn't tell the voters either, so they're going to care. And the president must decide whether or not he will seek re-election as the funeral for Miss Landingham, his personal secretary that he's known since he was 15. She dies in the episode beforehand. It's tragic as fuck. Takes place in the announcement draws nearer, Bartlett thinks back to his past in search for the answer to the question everyone is asking. Will he seek re-election? And he is, like I said, going back to his past. There are flashbacks that are uh, informing scenes that are happening while he's in office at the end of his first term, and he's having a crisis of confidence, and he's losing hope in both himself and the system, and it ends the culminating scene of Bartlett walking down uh, the center of a church, smoking a cigarette and yelling Latin at God, uh, just cursing God's name in his in fucking Latin. <laughs> and um, and then he says that he will not be seeking reelection uh, to God. God's the only one who can hear it. Uh, and then uh, he flashes back once more and his uh, personal secretary who died, he's showing when he met her how she affected his life and his negative relationship with his father and how she helped him not to overcome it, but to be more courageous in the shadow of his father, who was the headmaster at the private school that Mrs. Landingham was uh, teaching at and Miss and Jed Bartlett as a child was going to in New Hampshire. Uh, Dumbledore? Uh, no. And it's not, it's not Dumbledore. <laughs> and um, then uh, it ends the episode in a montage uh-huh. with the song Brothers in Arms playing by Dire great, Straits. Great song. And it's um, fucking perfect. Yeah. And they set up that once Jed Bartlett makes up his mind, he does something very specific physically in a flashback. And then he gets on stage uh, in front of reporters everywhere, wet because he just ran through the rain, a storm brought on by by perhaps his personal demons or the ghost of Miss Landingham. And he looks off into the distance and we cut to black without knowing what he says, but we fucking know. We know what he's going to say because he did the thing and he told God that he wasn't going to run for re-election, but uh, Miss Lanningham told him that if he didn't want to try because he thought it was going to be too hard, then she doesn't want to know him. And he remembers that in this moment as the fucking perfect episode of television ends and oh, it's so fucking... Anyway, what's I, your uh, first, dude? I... I, I, <laughs> I uh... I regret that I have never watched The West Wing. You know, you've talked about this show for years and years and years. It's the and best one. It, it when, when did it air? Was it early 2000s or was yeah. it the 90s? It was late 90s, early 2000s. Late 90s. Or the, uh, I'd like to check it out. They have um, beepers in the first season. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> but, you know, I, I've always hear uh, good things and I appreciate like really good writing now where I didn't when it was airing probably. And uh, I didn't care enough about, you know, shows being like, uh, uh, I guess, a piece of art for, to, to some degree and, sure. and how things work. So, uh, yeah, I'd like to watch The West Wing, if not just to um, give a homage to you as it being your favorite show of all time. Praise. 
Yeah. Um, so uh, which episode was that again? Season that- two, episode 22. 22. Uh, two cathedrals. By the way, the opening of season two is my number six in the shadow of two gunmen. So close to making uh, the top five. Uh, and it's also freaking great. And by the way, in the top 15, another episode, uh, 24 hours in America, the wow. opening of the um, third season. Uh, and so like, oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> well, now we know why it's your favorite show. It's my favorite. It's your, it's, it's your favorite show. I think Game of Thrones actually might be my favorite show, and uh, which is why this it haunts me to this day because I love West Wing and West Wing was my answer forever. But if I'm being honest with myself, Game of Thrones is my favorite show, but the West Wing, nothing holds a place in my heart like it. So That's so on the nose. Sure. <laughs> Uh, I'm still going to say it's West Wing. <laughs> sure. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you believe what you want, man. That's, I'm down with that. Uh, all right. So my number one, and I'm actually surprised you haven't mentioned this one because uh, we've talked about this in the past. Can you guess it? No. Oh, man. Okay. Band of Brothers Part <laughs> 6, Bastone, baby. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> the, the best episode of Band of Brothers. is so good and, by the way uh, saving private yeah. ryan your favorite movie yeah so we we have a trend here mm-hmm. <laughs> world war ii it's your shit it's obviously you know, directed your shit. and uh, produced by tom hanks clearly sure. tom <laughs> hanks on break from castaway get gaining or losing weight and growing a beard and making one of the best uh so portrayals good. of war that's ever been put to television unbelievable if you've never seen uh uh band of brothers it is a 10-part miniseries on hbo well worth a watch um yeah it's very good damian and th- and this, lewis amazing in that um oh yeah the cast uh, is fucking ross from friends amazing in yes. that david schwimmer amazing david schwimmer is a huge part of this show Yep. Huge part of the show. But what made this episode my number one is the setting. I have a very, um, I just have a memorable time watching this during the winter. So I think it just elevated the fact that it was taking place in the wintertime uh, during the Battle of the Bulge. Um, it follows combat medic Eugene Rowe. Um, and it is just so good. And it's brutal. I found out- it's brutal. I found out some very interesting facts about the production of this episode that I didn't know. Uh, this entire show episode took place on an indoor soundstage, which That's is insane, insane to think you know, about. By the way, like w- as I'm watching Yellow Jackets, I'm like, yeah. I, I am now that I know that, like how much better was that soundstage better than one the Yellow Jackets has? Like, it's so obvious that in Yellow Jackets, they're on a soundstage. Oh, yeah. And it's fake snow and, and right. They just move things around in like one, maybe 10 by 10 foot area and put a green screen in front. Like it's sort of the worst part about a very good show that is Yellow Jackets. But like, I know it's very obvious. I didn't know it was a soundstage for Band of Brothers. That's how better it is. Yeah. And, um, you know, there's one very um, intense scene that sticks out in my head and it's the wide shot of uh the medic sitting on a tree in front of a tree and it's snowing and he's got his helmet down and all you hear is explosions and gunfire and people screaming and i mean he's the combat medic so he's dealing with uh you know combat exhaustion he is feeling overwhelmed but he pulls himself up by his bootstraps and he gets it done and i think what is really tragic about this ep- 
episode is that not only did he um, have to deal with that as an internal struggle, he met this um, Dutch, I want to say is a Dutch nurse, a Belgian lady. nurse. Yep, Belgian nurse who they clear clearly form a bond with. Um, and she they, lives happily ever after. Nothing bad happens no, to her. No, no, she doesn't. She, in fact... <laughs> What? Gets killed. And um, oh no. Oh I, man. I knew, I knew I, hey dude, I knew that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I was did. just JK and it. Um yeah, she It's sad as fuck. <laughs> she yeah, she gets her hospital or where, you know, her mock hospital. Fucking gets, gets bombed. Bombed. <laughs> and the Eugene finds her like teeth. What? I don't even No. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Found her teeth? <laughs> he knew. Those no, are incisors I can like <laughs> blues handkerchief that she was using as like a hair tie. Sure. And it was just really sad because he went through this whole terrible scene seeing his brothers die and trying to help save all these guys while trying to deal with his own reservation of everything around him. And he meets this one like wonderful soul and she ends up getting killed. She's um what is it called? Um murdered. No. <laughs> well, I guess possibly, yeah. But no, uh, she's collateral damage. Um, sure. Innocent collateral damage, which is yeah. a shame. And it just, it's very heavy, big weight on this episode. But it, it, it's just a, such a beautifully shot season of television. This entire show is. But this show stands out so heavy. This episode 2001 so that aired. Isn't that yeah, insane? Dude. Yeah, dude. Like, awesome. especially that that's how impressive it is. That looks like it could have been made like in the last year. A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. Rewatch it again. And if you can rewatch it again in like 4K HDR, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it, it looks so good. It really does. The film grain is good. And just like um, Saving Private Ryan, where they had that very gritty film grain with a little bit of lens flare. While I hate lens flare, J.J. Abrams, th- th- it works so, so good in this. It 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 feels like you're looking through um, the lens of someone that's watching this war. And it's just it's so good. I like, And I'm so excited for Masters of the Sky, which is the third part of this you know, type of show with Band of Brothers, the Pacific, and now Masters of the Sky or Masters mm-hmm. of the Air. Um, very excited for that one to come out because I think it's going to deliver. It it, it, they, it can't not. They've done such a good job. Right. At this point, they're batting a thousand. So, yeah, really, truly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this has well, been a goddamn thrill and I love it very much. Remember at the beginning where we were where we were like, let's not go long. We did it anyway. Because yeah, we it went rules. almost an hour and um, this will be longer than the actual uh, Ted Lasso episode. We're going to probably that we're about do right to now. do after this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so patrons heard this first. Uh, Patreon.com slash H-B-O-B-O-I-Z uh, for a dollar a month. They heard this way before it was on the main feed, but now it's yeah. on the main feed because we put so much work into it and talked for so long. I can't not yeah. put it there. No, you got it. Yeah, I think we're going to start rolling out some of this stuff to the main feed after a few months. Yeah, 100%. So thank you very much for listening. This was fun. I loved the shit out of this. Heck yeah. Yeah.